What up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzz and Ballin' Podcast. That's Colby. I'm Dutt. And we're here to talk more sports and drink a little bourbon. A little more bourbon. We got some Four Roses tonight, small batch. Awesome. Uh, so we'll we'll rate that at the end of the show. But before we get to that, you know, we got to talk a little sports. Yeah. And as always. The main, the main gist of why as, we're here, as, besides drink a little bourbon. That's and, right. And watch a little Bryce Young tonight, hopefully. That's right. Against the Bears, Thursday night football. And do a little redeem. Little redemption yeah, of last yeah. week. I actually started him in my fantasy league. I guess your your girl uh, this week. Um, so I'm hoping that he has a bounce back game. You know, because he usually doesn't have two clunkers in a row. So I'm hoping for that bounce back. Two is on a bye, so yeah. it's not like Bryce. It's not like he's doing. <laughs> and that, that wasn't much. It was slim pickings <laughs> in the league as far as a backup quarterback. Yeah, a lot of slim pickings. Yeah. So. so sweet. So we had another. Uh, we got another good week in sports. Another good week in Bama football. Yep, college yep. football, so let's, uh, let's break into it. Let's go ahead and start off with our opening toast. I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, you know, last week I toasted Corey Seager um, for being maybe the new Mr. October. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, he finished out what I think is the new Mr. October, you know, another MVP and a World Series ring. So, And he's a local guy, you know. He's, he's from the Charlotte, general Charlotte area. So uh, we talked about that last week. So. Right. I want to give Corey a toast. Okay. And uh, you want me to toast another before sure, you? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, because you know me. I got some slides. Yeah, he's got to have the I fanciness. Got, I, you know, and there, there was a, uh, you know, I won't call it a funeral, but uh, we'll get to that in we'll a second. We'll get to that. Yeah, let's, let's get to my <laughs> second toast. My toast is, second toast goes to Jalen Milrow. Uh, yeah, it was uh you know, the, the main reason for the toast for me is, is it's just been fun to watch his evolution and, and the fact that he's now being talked into Heisman. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. kind of moved into that, which, you know, I think he's still a long yeah, shot. Yeah, there's, there's no but, way he's got a shot at it this year. But uh, the beauty of this is, is this is a, a, a year that we kind of thought he'd be uh, learning on the job, which he has. But... Um, you know, his post-game interviews just really jump he's a, out to he's me. He's a good, good young man. And he's got a good, good spirit. Man. He's got a good heart. Team you first. Know? Yeah, team first guy. And he's got he's real lighthearted. And I, I think the way he handles the media is just amazing. You know, he's he just doesn't seem he, – he seems like Bryce Young to me. You know, he learned a lot under Bryce yeah. and that, that calmness. And, and I don't that. know if it's just his physique or what. That I, it's just something about him that just doesn't scream quarterback to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, no, he looks like a linebacker. Yeah, and, and it's, for and, sure. And it's just, and his throwing motion ain't the prettiest, but yeah. he, he a lot finally. Of quarterbacks make it with oh, ugly yeah. throwing I mean, motions. look at Phillip Rivers. Sure. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, but he finally used those legs this weekend as a true weapon. And. You know, even uh, Brian Kelly was saying afterwards they didn't really game plan for him running like that on third down. And that <laughs> isn't that something, you know, because going into the year, all we all we talked about and all we heard was we have a running back at quarterback, right. and then you know our OC kind of sticks him in the pocket and and 
And you can see his evolution as a pocket passer. I mean, and it's, the, it's getting better. And the evolution of the OC. And I think yeah. the two oh, of them yeah, are, have been perfect for each other and kind of growing together. I almost, I almost toasted, toasted Tommy. Tommy. We'll, we'll, is, throw, uh, we'll throw Tommy in there because that was absolutely Jalen's best game. It was the most complete game that they've put together so far, you know, for four quarters. And that was Tommy Reese's best game. Yeah, yeah. So, he's, so yeah, he's evolved. And then let's also throw Kevin Steele in there, Auburn. You, you thought you laughed when we got Kevin Steele, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Steele's evolution as the season's gone on. Our yeah. defense, our defense are you know a bunch of dogs, man. This is probably the toughest, most physical Alabama D I've seen in in a long time. Yeah, and and I was in Georgia visiting a customer earlier today, and they don't want nothing to do with Alabama. Yeah, come December. Yeah, we're going to we're, we're going to get into that when we get into the meat of this right. podcast about. What what might be coming, but let's 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 handle Kentucky. That's right. Yeah, we can't we can't 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 put us there yet. We gotta we gotta win yeah. this weekend, then we're in that game. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, now the Georgia fans, they don't want to see Alabama. No, nobody really wants to see Bama right now, in my estimation. Ah, right, well, let's let's raise those our toast. Are, those are my raise toes. our glass. I mean, to uh, Corey Seager, yep. Jalen Milrow, Tommy Reese, Kevin Steele. Congratulations, Congrats. guys. Yep. Good job. We're both sipping on a little BT little, little Buffalo Trace, yep. Yeah, well, you know, I mentioned I was in Georgia, so I got a little honey hole that uh, Livonia, Georgia, any of you living around that area, good prices. Some things a little overpriced, but for the most part, uh, good selection, good prices. So if you're in Livonia area, Georgia, stop by and uh, pick you up some bottles. Man, that uh, that bourbon hunt, man, it's fun. You know, that, <laughs> that first that first couple of steps into the place is exciting. Well, you know, you're always looking for that allocation. Oh yeah. Nowadays, all you and most of them, all you gotta do is go to the register because they got them behind the register. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but this place actually has one section set up, and I got a sign over it that says "High End Bourbon." <laughs> so I went there first, and then then I went to the counter to see what they had behind the counter, and uh, almost got him his Weller 12. Mm. It was supposed to be on the truck, but it, they, they didn't make the delivery, so yeah, I was going. I was going to surprise him on tonight's show with a bottle of Weller. Oh, that would be sweet. Uh, but, but the plan didn't 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 come to fruition. So maybe next time. Oh, there's always next time. Maybe next time. But uh, you know, anytime an athlete that we kind of follow or admire passes away, we always like to include them in our toast and. Uh, this athlete hasn't passed away, but I feel like his <laughs> career in New York has mm. died. And so I, f- I felt it was fitting to, to toast Danny Dimes because... Danny Nichols. <laughs> I was behind him. I was supporting him. Mm. But, you know, the Giants are going to have a top five draft pick. And right. with, with the QB class coming out this year, I just cannot see them, even though they gave Danny a big contract, yeah, they're gonna eat that. They're gonna they're gonna wind up having to eat. Like I, I think he'll still be on the squad next year, either as the QB one or as the mentor, whatever you want to call it, to a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, a Bo Nix, you know, whoever falls to the Giants. Um, but the year after that, he he won't be a Giant. Mm. He'll be somewhere else. So, you know, looking back, you know, we'll always have the sacks. <laughs> you know, Dan. Danny played behind a 
one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll remember the sacks and, of course, the fumbles, the turnovers. Yeah, uh, you know, I think he's until Dable more times than any quarterback. Yeah, until until Dable got there, he he was the the leader. But uh, Dable helped him a little bit. He wasn't so bad last season. Um, we'll have that eighty yard run against the Eagles for the oh, it was it not a quite eighty. It wasn't a quite a touchdown. The turf monster got him. But, oh, it was eighty couple with the yeah, with the and trip. and he registered like. You know, twenty something miles per. I mean, he was hauling. Oh yeah, he's but an the, athlete. The, you gotta give him that. The, the upper body just got moving a little bit faster than the lower body did, yeah. and uh, so that that play didn't happen. He's but definitely a good athlete. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. And I and I and I, you know, I'm, I'm poking a little fun, but because I do like Daniel Jones, and I hope he does have a great career. But I think his opportunity in New York. Has, has he's, he's kind of always been teetering anyway, it seems like. Right. Never have – I mean, they gave him the big contract, but they never seemed quite – No, I think 100%. it was almost by default. Yeah. But there will be that one thing we will always have is that playoff victory over your Vikings. So <laughs> Playoffs? So, Broadway Dan. Broadway Dan. To, to your next venture. Kiss my ass, Danny Nichols. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Vikings, man. Vikings were terrible in that game. Or Danny Nichols was good. Actually. He was. That was one of his best. He was really good. That, that game, game and the game this year against the Cardinals where we were getting our ass kicked at halftime, and then he just took over the second half and uh, single-handedly won that game. But, you know, he's, he's had the, the, the flashy moments, hmm. but – it's, sprink- it's just sprinkled in here and there. Yeah. You know, is that who he is, or is he just the victim of being on a, a shitty team? You know, I'd like to see him get an opportunity with, with a better squad and, and see, was it the quarterback or, or was it the squad? You know, like the Rams maybe. You know, Stafford's getting up there in right. a couple of years. Maybe he goes out to L.A., a team like that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Be. Anyway. Won't be the Raiders, though. Yeah. Well, the Raiders beat our ass with a with a third string quarterback, of interim head coach, and I don't even know I don't even know who their quarterback is. I mean, sound like it was Aiden O'Connell, I think was his name. No, I'm talking about your starter. This oh, week. us? Yeah. Now we're down to Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I mean, is that Danny's son or something? <laughs> exactly. Now is he, he was, taller than Bryce. He actually, you probably know him because he uh, he started at, at uh, Syracuse, I think, and then transferred to Illinois, maybe something like that. But uh, but anyway, yeah, he was un, he's an undrafted free agent. He's from that area, New Jersey. So, you know, he started out on the practice squad, but now he's he's up to QB1. Uh, I would have never guessed he's from the Jersey area. <laughs> but a name like DeVito. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's going to be. Danny Nichols. Did, oh. we, did we toast him? We did. Oh, okay. And we clanked. We, did, we even did the whole clank thing. Oh, yeah, we did. So. Yeah, it's gonna be a, a excruciating watching the, this season play out. And then you, you know, what are they gonna do with Barkley? You know, he wants to stay a Giant. He's the best thing on the team. He's the only reason to even possibly go to a game or tune into a game. But he's on his last year of a contract. I mean, yeah, they're running back. So. Yeah, they they definitely though should sign him to a long term deal. So, all right, well, those were our toasts, and we always like to follow up our toasts. With our scumbags of the week. And we kind of agreed this week on the scumbag because, you know, Dutt touched on the Alabama game a little while ago. 
and there was a particular play. It's about halfway through the fourth quarter. Bama's up two touchdowns. Dallas Turner comes in, puts a hit on Jaden Daniels, and all LSU Nation and half the media are in uproar it's, over. It's insane. And uh, you aptly called it a textbook hit. It is a textbook hit. Let me walk you through our, our root, uh, albeit rudimentary, diagram. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to look for a laser pointer. Yeah, so that we yeah. Could. I needed a pointer, too. I was going to break my antenna off. <laughs> Redneck pointer. No, so, so we're working left to right here. I mean, if you look at the initial contact, or just a shade before the initial contact, head to the non-throwing shoulder. To the chest. Chin up, face mask in to the shoulder of Jaden as he starts to throw the ball. So for, for the LSU fans out there that are calling us, and, and Danny Cannell, and uh, all the other mediates that are calling this a dirty play and trying to call Dallas Turner a dirty player, this was a bang-bang play. And if you don't see it that way, you're an idiot. And Daniels is coming into him because he's throwing. He's throwing. Yeah. And Daniels has an extremely long neck. <laughs> it's so, his neck's fault. <laughs> so face mask up, head up, not the crown of his helmet. He's not leading with the crown of his helmet. Very next hit, you see Daniel's head way back, and Dallas Turner's face mask was in to his shoulder at that point. Then he didn't as, make contact with the head area exactly. until they're on the way down. We got, and that says he, yeah, flip the next one. He's got, rolling, he's rolling the tackle at this point, and now he's bear hugging Jaden Daniels, squeezing the and, life and air out of him. And you know, I don't know if you're familiar with gravity. <laughs> the principles of gravity, but how is a 260-pound man supposed to at at mid tackle, right? Supposed to not and then roll over and supposed to turn like a cat, like yeah. he's got like he's a cat in midair and he can turn. He can't do that. Right. It's not. And he's a great athlete. So he basically rolls Jaden Daniels into the ground, puts his weight on him. The correct flag was thrown. It, yes, it, it was roughing. by the letter of the law. It it's was rough in the passer. Exactly. They got it right. You know, a lot of people said, "Well, they should have reviewed it." They did review. They it. did review it. That's they the didn't, point. They didn't announce on the field that they were reviewing it, but they have this review uh, headquarters now that was reviewing it. Reviewed it the whole time, even when they went. You know, while exactly. Daniel was was and there was a time called, exactly. and they went to commercial break. They reviewed it, and yeah. there was nothing to call. Yeah. You know, here's here's some other different angles, and you can see this is close to the initial hit. You can see clearly the quarterback's full head, full helmet, and Dallas Turner's nowhere near it. Helmet off to the right, non-throwing shoulder, i.e. textbook. You can see it's kind of hard to see, but there's space in between the top of his helmet and the face mask of Jaden Daniels. No, well, hold on on it. <laughs> We're not going to talk about you know, and I started the to, hold going yeah, on. I, I realize we got a little hand yeah, in the yeah. face here, but we we were yelling all night long. Yeah, Braswell and Turner Braswell, were held on every play. Braswell was raped all night long. And then Co Coach Saban, he needs to sell that better. Yeah. Anyway, move on. Yep. And then, like Dutch said, he squeezed him and drove him to the ground like you're taught to tackle. I would go out on a limb and say. This tackle against any other player in that game, including 
Jalen Milrow would not even been flagged. Not even close. You know, you do this to a running back wide receiver, no flag. And like I said, our quarterback is a running back. This I don't is, think he would have got a flag. This is textbook. Wrapping up, rolling his hips, and bear-hugging his offender. This, this brings back good memories and bad memories of, of when I was a tackling dummy for the University of Alabama football team because I was tackled by Ricky Thomas exactly like that, and he squeezed the air out of me and drove me to the ground, and whew, it was not fun. That's, that's, that's textbook. And then this also reminds me of a former teammate that same year, Cornelius Bennett, and his hit on Steve Berline in the Notre Dame game. And this, this was helmet to helmet. Of course, back then in the 80s, there was no such thing as targeting. But when you made a play like that for Alabama, you were immortalized by Daniel Moore in a painting. So there's the, the Cornelius Bennett one. This was Jonathan Allen where he leaped Super, over. Superman tackle. But still, look, face in the chest, no flag. So for yeah. all, uh, all the people complaining that it was dirty, it was late, it was targeting, no what? It was a good football play. It's textbook. The man. referees got it right by calling it roughing the passer because in today's game, as Troy Aikman said, you know, now that they put skirts on the quarterbacks, right. that's rough in the past. Right. Forcible contact to the head of neck area with the crown of your helmet. Wasn't the crown. It was his face mask. Did his helmet slide up and make contact As they're with going his down. Chin? Yes. Of but, course it yeah. did. But that but wasn't Jay, the... Jaden Daniels has the longest neck, I've, you know, <laughs> third longest neck I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, how's his helmet? The initial contact was not to the header. And he's throwing area. the ball, too, so he's open. Yep. He's open for, for quarterbacks always open to the chin. Anyway, quit your crying. That was not dirty. No. It was not targeting. Um, really, honestly, it really shouldn't be roughing, really. It was, it was beautiful. Well, it, it, by, it happened so because, fast. Because his body weight landed on the quarterback, but and that he, is the rule today. It is the rule. But, so but I, really, I had no problem with, the, with them right. throwing the roughing. I had no problem whatsoever. Given today's rules. But exactly. Get, but given, given, you know. Five years ago, that's not, that is gravity, not a flag. That's not a flag athletes. because it was boom, boom. There was, wasn't a lady. didn't take any extra steps. It was a football play. Right. It was it was a bang bang play. So Dallas turn. Beautiful, baby. It was beautiful. And I'm gonna piggyback a little bit off of that. And it, it's this might be kinda hard to see this this screen I just put up. Uh but I'm also tired of people saying that Alabama gets favoritism from the referees. So if you're gonna claim something, bring some stats to back it up. So I pulled up the stats. Alabama, total penalties, 55 for 443 yards. The opponents, 51 penalties for 395 yards. So it's pretty even, but it's actually more called and more yardage sure. against Alabama. So penalties, Tennessee, LSU, penalties is not the reason you lost the game. The reason you lost the game is 82 to 13. That's how dominant Alabama's been in the second half mm -hmm. against Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and LSU. That's the combined 
from those four games. You know, you mentioned Kevin Steele That's earlier. Right. That's hats off to the coaching staff right the there. The second half, Alabama has been lights out. Yeah. So. Coaching adjustments right there. That's what that is. So it's Coaching not adjustments. It's not getting favoritism from the referees. It's, it's kicking that ass in the second half. It's, it's Dallas Turner bringing the lumber. And then – and and here, go ahead, go ahead. Why we all are so boxed? Dallas Turner <laughs> and Braswell are getting held all night long, and Dallas Turner finally gets to the quarterback. The whole game, Dallas Turner's shoulder pad was up here, yeah, because the guy was holding him so much. And 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 our guy, you know, I, I, we were pissed about. It. We talked about. It. They didn't sell the holding at all. Yeah. Not one time did I ever see mm-hmm. our guys complaining about it. But like you just said. I mean, Dallas's jersey had got, to be adjusted got, multiple you gotta times. You got to sell it. You and know. holding happens in every play. It does, we it get does. that. Our guys hold too, but we have a, a first-round draft pick, and Will Will was the same way last year. I mean, there's there's no way you can tell me Jaden Daniels has 5.2 seconds yeah. to 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 pocket pass. I had a, pass I had another photo that I didn't put in the slideshow, and it was uh, uh, Keenan. And he had three LSU players surrounding him, all holding him. <laughs> and it was on the Jaden Daniels run. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, I didn't put that up there. And as honorable mention, while we're on our soapbox and all these negative uh, things being said about Bama or former Bama players, for all you people that keep saying Bryce Young is a bust, oh, look at this picture. <laughs> <laughs> and look at the defensive line busting through the sieve of an offensive line that the Panthers have. How could anybody be successful when they're running from that all night look, long? You know, and I'm, I'm assuming this is – That's it. Hubbard. The only one that's actually blocking so, is the running back. But this is a screen pass, right? It's got to be a screen pass because there's no way. I it mean, was a four-man rush. These guys, if this is a screen pass, these guys should already be turned nah. and looking at Do you that see way. a running back anywhere in the well, picture? Well, Hubbard, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to release. Didn't it? Didn't he make the pick? No, that, he made the pick on, on another oh, play. Okay. This, this was just a, a regular drop back. They ain't got but, what, three <laughs> men in the pattern. Yeah. I, I wonder why DJ Chark can't get out on his routes. I wonder why, you know, the wide receivers are lacking in separation. This is why. Yeah, this is why. We'll get into be, that. Be patient. Give we'll Bryce some that. time. Yeah, I know it. this was the same game where C.J. Stroud went off for the Texans. But look how much time and the blocking that, that Stroud gets and the separation that his receivers get versus what Bryce has to put yeah. up with. Be patient. Sweet. All right. So, yeah, we had a lot to – we got a lot to get lot, off our chest, lot. don't we? We got a lot of slides. Yeah. A lot of slides. This is turning into a slideshow for I'm sure. telling you. Hey, you know. Old school slideshow. We, we got the screen behind us. Of course, it's just a two-man two man show. I don't have a, I don't have a editing guy back there no, we don't flipping have it for us, so I got to do it down here on my phone. But Maybe uh, one of these days we'll, yeah. we'll get something. We'll grow. We'll get big. Until then, we got to come in hot with these screens. That's and, right. And you manually moving That's stuff. right. I'm, I'm going to throw the socials up there. But, uh, all right, what do we want to talk about? We we already covered a lot of a lot of stuff just in our right, toast. Go, go down your list. Quiz, the, quiz me on your list. Well, you know, one thing, you know, who are the Dolphins? 
They who? still who they still can't they still have not won against a team with a winning record yet. Yeah, the Dolphins are, are weird to me. They're just I don't know, they're weird. I mean, maybe uh maybe they have a tough time game planning for good teams. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they're just gonna beat up on the, the weaker teams and get bounced in the playoffs. Right. I mean they're still I still think they're gonna win the division. They're still in the driver's seat. You know, the Bills, there's another team. They yeah. they win it they win one week, they lose the next week. They yeah. win, they lose they keep alternating wins and losses. They are. They're they're, they're a hard team to figure out. But I tell you, there's a couple teams, the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals Joe, are coming Joe, on strong. Joey they, Burrow's starting to play some football. They're, they're healthy and he's he's spreading it around. You know, it's not just him and Chase, you know, this past weekend it was a whole lot of Higgins. Right. Um so uh yeah, Higgins hurt though, didn't he? Didn't he get Higgins hurt? Oh, did he? I didn't see that. I don't know. I, I but don't sleep on the Bengals. Don't sleep yeah. on the Bengals because they're, they're always kind of a late. And, and, and another one in that same same division, same category right. is the Ravens. You yeah. know, the Ravens. Oh yeah, the Ravens. Don't are. sleep on Don't sleep on the Bengals or the Ravens because uh, I can see the Ravens. Both of those teams are seven and two. Really so they're, deep. they're right there with the Chiefs. Lamar's quietly putting together. a a good oh, yeah. season, but yeah. defensively they're tough. Yeah. So, and you know, I, I still think Kansas City and the Eagles are are the the teams that everybody's chasing. But uh, but like I said, uh, the Bengals and Ravens have been looking really good here lately. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I had any uh, real notes on, uh, on the NFL. I mean, the only thing I really wanted to talk about was you know the Carolina Panthers a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, with being a local team for us, you know, they suck. They do. They suck. You know, who else sucks the Hornets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brandon Miller's stats are starting. Yeah, to, they, starting to level on out a little bit. But you know, I mean, it's it's well. But he's still. But you know, he's I, he's he's easily the the second best player on that team behind well, Melo, and he's going to have to be now because what's Rozier yeah, hurt. Rozier's yeah. hurt, so it'll be all on. B. Miller. The only the only issue I have with him is he's still a very unselfish player. You know, sometimes you know the other players on that team, their shooting percentages suck. So you got to step up and be the man yeah, to take the shots. And Mello Mello's clearly finding his game. Yeah, he's, he's getting he's, finding he's, his, he's his game. Getting his so game that's back. Good. But yeah. back on the Panthers. I was gonna say it. Hey, look at. I, I kind don't of, know how you got us off. The I, I kind of bounced us off of the Panthers onto the Hornets. Now let's go back to the Panthers. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. I mean, Scott Fitterer, he's got to be, uh, he's got to be on on the hot seat for sure. I mean, the Panthers. I mean, we talked a little bit about Bryce. Your illustration showed exactly what I wanted to talk to tonight about Bryce because you know some of my some of my friends have been pounding on me pretty hard about C.J. Stroud and the mistake pick on Bryce and. Um, you know, obviously they're in two different situations. I, I will have to say this: C.J. Stroud is definitely uh, balling out, and so you got to give him credit. But there again, you're 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 being a, not you, but people are being caught up in the moment. What yeah. happened when they played head to head two weeks sure, ago? Sure, absolutely. Rice was clearly the better player that Outplayed day. Outplayed him in on the stats and on the scoreboard. Yeah, for sure. With a worse team, with a worse defense, going against a better team and a better defense. Exactly. But this past week, Bryce had probably his worst game of the year, and, and CJ had his best game of the year. So yeah, well, that's one one thing I do see in Bryce that I, I've never seen before, and that's panic. He's he panicked on a couple on this 
He panicked on the second pick six for sure. I if mean, you had 1,500 pounds bearing down on I you, know, it's true. It's you're going to take your eyes off downfield and figure out an escape route. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm still fully confident in Bryce, but I, I am worried that that Frank, you know, supposedly Reich was supposed to be an offensive genius. Right. Um, he's always been a notorious slow starter, apparently. Um, why, I don't know, because if you were notoriously a slow starter, you would think you would work on that <laughs> and not be a slow starter going forward. But And now he's turned over the reins. I'm just, I just don't want him to screw my man's head up. Well, I mean, it goes back to also what I said a couple weeks ago is I don't want him to get David Carr syndrome. You know, when, when you got – you got to look. You're always running for your life, and you're always looking at where that pass rush is coming. You cannot be a successful quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. So yeah. I hope he doesn't fall into that. No so. draft cap this year, but you know the draft is the draft is pretty deep. But the sad the sad truth about Fitterer is is he doesn't have a whole lot of success outside the first round in drafting. So. He's going to have to hit on some drafts this year. Um, they got to give Bryce some protections, bottom line. You got to go for the unsexy draft. You know, they keep in the media here, they keep talking about get him a receiver, get him a receiver, get him a receiver. DJ Chark is a decent take the top off receiver. Adam Thielen is balling out. Adam Thielen's a thousand yard receiver this year. On, he's on pace. In, so. Unless you've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, receivers need three seconds to get that separation. Sure, sure. You know, not he, every receiver is going to get that no, separation absolutely. In, in two seconds yeah, or DJ less. Yeah, DJ Shark is not a, a get yeah, they separation Yeah, they don't have blazers seconds. on there. So He has to get over the top. He has to have time. Bryce has to be able to get into a five-step drop, yeah. seven-step, in order to hit a DJ Shark over the top. And that ain't happening. And so it's really not DJ Shark's fault either. The media is beating him up for lack of production. But – but damn, DJ Chark is who he is. Yeah. He isn't this little zone receiver who's going to take, you know, two steps and slant. Right. And when have the Panthers run a damn no. slant? And Let's run some slants. And that's what they should be doing I because mean, exactly. the I mean, O-line can't block long enough for the plays that they're trying to run. They, they don't have the time for these plays to develop. They need to run more of like a Miami Dolphins offense. With yeah, some, with a some quick hitters, stuff, a get the ball out of Bryce's run and hand shoot, quick. Run and shoot. Yeah. And here's my last suggestion on, on Bryce. And I wish to God the Panthers would listen because this is some good shit. Listen <laughs> up. You know, at, at Alabama, Bryce. You know, you'd think he's a he, he's a run around scat back, but he's not. He really isn't. But he is good off schedule, mm -hmm. and he and he is good outside the pocket. He's very accurate outside the pocket. So I don't understand, with, given your, your blocking issues, why the Panthers don't just give Bryce 50% of the field, roll the pocket, bring in a little extra block, roll the pocket, give him three options, give him a, a, a short option, a mid option, and an overtop option. You roll the pocket, you can buy him some time. And I don't understand why they don't do that. It's, it's frustrating to me, and I don't understand why I'm standing here and not <laughs> – over there helping them play call, call play calling right because you you roll the pocket you give them some time even if it does cut off 50 percent of the field you have the chance to get dj chark off the backside over the top i mean there's so many options doing that and it's just frustrating that these guys who are supposedly offensive gurus can't figure that out 
Yeah. And, uh, and it's making Bryce look bad. I, I'm all, I've always been anti, I'm going to bring my system and force the players into my system. I've, I'm always a big believer in you build your system around the players you have and work to their strengths and put them in a position to be successful, not forcing a, a square peg into a round hole. Seems obvious. I mean, it does seem obvious. It's not rocket science. Mm -mm, it's not. All right. That's enough on Bryce. Enough I'm on still, a, I'm still a Bryce Young fan. Always will be, and I still, I know he's going to be successful. Oh yeah. yeah. But as long as he doesn't get, like I said, you got to give him time. As long man. as he doesn't get the David Carr uh, syndrome, he'll, he'll be just fine. And he, you know, that was one thing this past weekend that he did do was, when the play wasn't there, he was picking up positive yards running the ball this time. Whereas before he, you know, run out of bounds or throw it away or whatever. Right. So we did. See hey, he was on a nice that. four game. He was on a nice four game uh, improvement. You know, and and Sunday I'm hoping tonight. I'm hoping tonight he proves that Sunday was just a a minor setback yeah. and not that big of a deal. So hopefully that's the case. Tonight's a good night for him to. As long as he can avoid Montez Sweat. Well, yeah, and, be all right. and, and, and of course, it's in a windy, chilly Chicago, yeah, but man, uh, true. hopefully, hopefully, the, well, I mean, hopefully the elements don't affect When you're averaging 6.2 yards per completion, I don't think the, <laughs> the wind is that big. The wind's not going to have a chance to exactly. get that get ball at, off Just course. throw the ball to Thielen, man. Just throw the ball to Thielen, because I know the Panthers aren't going to roll the pocket or, or, or do the smart thing. And But anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not trying to get a job by any stretch. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into college. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier with, with, during the toast about Jalen Milrow. And I should have brought this up when we were talking about him during the toast. But he also won four national awards <laughs> for, for the game this weekend. He, he should have. He won the Manning Award Star of the Week. He won the Davey O'Brien Award QB of the Week. He won the Maxwell Award for Player of the Week. And he won the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose uh, Player of the Week. That goes Tyler to Rose. that goes that goes to a Texas somebody that has Texas From roots. Tex yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah, he won four national awards this weekend or this past weekend. So congratulations, Jalen, and, and keep it up. We're all proud of you. Yeah, you looked good. Mm -hmm. You looked and good. I still I still don't think he's reached his peak. No, no, I, not I think, at all. Sky's the limit. Yeah, I don't man. think he's reached his ceiling. Sky's the limit, man. We were talking about, uh, you know, kind of his ceiling at the beginning of the season, and and he's moved that up. Yeah, I mean, he's he, moved that up, and he's and he's taken his floor and brought oh, yeah. it up with yeah, I mean, him. He, I mean, he's you know he may turn into a combination of Bryce Young and Jalen Hurts, and you know, yeah, that'd we, be pretty impressive. We, we still got him another year. Look out! That's a young Bama team, man. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A young Alabama team. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna lose a whole lot. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, we'll lose some off the defense. Um, but we got – we're two and three deep on D, so we should be fine there. But, but yeah, no, that was, a, that was a good W. You know, we, you know, we mentioned about the, the adjustments and coming out owning the second half again. Did we shut LSU out, right? No, they scored on their first possession. On their first Remember possession? Remember, it was 21-21 oh, going into half. That's right. They scored on their that's first right. possession, but that was it. That we was shut it. them out after that. Yeah, we shut them out. It was – they look good, man. The def defense – Man, we got dogs, and then uh, we talked about it. I mean, we we are playing the most physical football I've seen in at least seven, eight years. 
you know, we've had good defenses, but this is this is defense is really physical. Um, and Dallas Turner, man, Dallas Turner's playing lights out. Dallas Turner is playing first round. Oh, yeah. Dallas Turner now. Well, there's a couple other players that are helping their draft stock. Braswell, oh, yeah. Terry and Arnold. Terry and Arnold was uh, uh, one of the oh, yeah. the lot impact player of the week. So he's, he's shut down, man. He's just everywhere. And don't throw a screen pass to Terry and Arnold's <laughs> yeah. side. If you're going to throw it behind the line of scrimmage, throw it to the left, yeah. not to the right. Cause... I mean, I don't know who you're going to pick on. You can try to pick on Kool-Aid. Yeah. But that's not smart, and de- definitely don't throw a screen pass to Terry and Arnold. Side and now Mal- Malachi's back and healthy, and Deuce is, Deuce is a freshman and, and getting better every week. I'm telling you, uh, who the most impressive player to me is is Braswell. He's to me, he's kind of just come out of nowhere, and he's basically, I don't, he's kind of like Will Anderson this year to, to us because he's not getting a lot of sacks. Right, he's not getting the flashy quarterback stats, but pressure, yeah, man. And he's, and he's tying up multiple blockers. Yeah, so he's, he is. He's freeing up you his can't teammates. You can block him with one person. You can hold him. <laughs> you can hold him, but he's still going to bull rush you to the, to, the, to the backfield. Yeah. So Braswell's been, been looking really good. But no, that was, a good, that was a good W, man. What do you think about the Kentucky game? Not worried? Nah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I think. I think, you know, offensively, they're trash. I mean, they do get Leary back, but. Nah, I ain't worried about that scrap heat player, man. Now, the only the only game that would give me a little a little concern would be going to Auburn. Sure, absolutely. You know, rival, rivalry games, which, you know, we don't need to talk about that now. That's still three weeks away. No, you keep getting us off the subject, man. Back <laughs> to Kentucky. I mean, I think they're like 80th. In running, 80-something in passing. So, offensively, I just – I mean, unless they just catch lightning in a bottle, I can't see us – this just doesn't seem like the Bama team that will fall asleep. They, they better – if they want a chance of winning this, I would I would suggest putting up 42 points in the first half. Because <laughs> you're not going to score in the second half. No, you're not going to score and in so the So, you second better half. have a huge lead at halftime. So, yeah, no. Nah. Defensively, they're, they're decent. I mean, they, they talked about how good they were early on, but over the last four or five weeks, they've kind of come back to earth on their numbers. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I just don't I – don't, I don't ever want to say nobody's got a chance. No, I mean, yeah, that's why you play the game. Sure, but, exactly. And it's at Kentucky. We haven't been there in a minute. You know, I, I, was, I was a little concerned about the LSU game. You know, because of their offense. And, and, you know, and it's and, LSU. Yeah, and it's LSU, which is also, you know, a big rivalry. Tennessee's a big rivalry. You know, Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn, you're going to get their best regardless. Yeah. Uh, they're actually better than their best sometimes. Especially Auburn. You know, oh, yeah. Auburn's always. Yeah, they're going to play. They're going to play out of the world, yeah. out of this world against yeah. Bama for sure. Yeah, but now, yeah. No, nothing, nothing really has got me. Worried about a Kentucky game. I mean, we can still lose, obviously. Right. But but I think this team, they just got – they're just built different. They got a different mindset. Bruh, they're built different, bruh. <laughs> they're, I'm uh, serious. They, they are built different. That's a good way of putting it. They're lank. Lank. They're yeah. lank. Well, let, a, let a naysayer know. That's right. I think I think they I think they are built different, man. We're, we're, they, we're angry. They're battling. They're battle-tested. Battle they know, you know – they know how to come from behind. You know, they don't let that get to them. They, they, it's, it's always that next play mentality. Right. They're, they don't, 
they don't focus on what just happened. They focus on, all right, what am I going to do on this next play? So it's been a fun team to watch. You know, that Texas game, I wish it, I wish we were playing them now. Me too. Instead of the second game of the year, maybe we'll get a chance at them in the playoffs. I told a couple of Texas fans, I think we beat them nine out of ten times we play them now. Yeah. Of course, they're, they're getting course, Quinn Ewers yeah, back this Yeah, of course, week. Quinn. I, I wouldn't want to play him without Quinn. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because that, I, I want their best against our best. Um, Let's talk some Georgia football. i got to give Georgia some Georgia some props on a, on a big W and yeah. give Missouri some props at the same time because Missouri's been they, playing they, some really good football, and they gave Georgia a nice little test. Yeah, and, did. you know, Georgia's kind of stepped up to the plate without Brock Bowers. And, and, you know, I mentioned I was in Georgia today, and I, that's one of the things we were talking about was, you know, I, I thought that uh, they would feel the loss of Brock Bowers, but doesn't seem like they have. Of course, you know, like we talked about it. Their schedule. The schedule's helping them yeah, out. Yeah, their schedule worked out they, good for they may They may miss him this weekend. They might get him back. Well, they yeah, said he hit 20 miles 20 an hour miles today. 20 miles an hour in practice, but I, that's straight ahead. I know, but you know, that's you, Brock Bowers. I don't put nothing past <laughs> that dude, man. You got, you got to be cutting and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, that's like they were talking about Aaron Rodgers. I know we're bouncing around, but the announcers during the Jets game were like, oh, did you see Aaron Rodgers throwing before the, before the game? I'm like, that has nothing to do with an Achilles. Right. He, he didn't he didn't fuck up his shoulder or his arm or anything like that. Even Aaron will tell you. Yeah, you know? he was just doing his little. Aaron had he had he can't even he can't even walk on sand. Yet. I don't even know why he does. I mean, <laughs> I know it. you're supposed to roll the ball, but still. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I get back. Always getting us off subject. <laughs> Georgia man, I give Georgia some props. They they've uh, they've won ugly this year, in in some cases, but a W is a W. I've said it from the get go. You know, back when we were killing everybody, you know, we had a couple close calls, but really a W's a W. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia's ass keep handling right. business. Why you talking about Georgia? And they they're undefeated, two time defending champs, yet they're not number one. We, how you feel about that? Oh, I think it's BS. I mean, I think I don't see how you I don't see how you say the Buckeyes are number one personally. I mean, I I I think that's a slap in the face for Georgia, back to back national champions. Um, they have probably, arguably, the best roster in, in all of in all of college football. I, and I just think the Buckeyes are. I just don't. I think they're a pretender. Now, obviously, I'm a hater. I ain't gonna lie. I'm a hater. I've never been a Buckeyes fan. Go blue. And uh, <laughs> but Buckeyes have quarterback issues, um, and you know they've got a couple of decent W's. But I personally, I think I think Notre Dame is average. Well, that yeah, that, that that one's not that win's not aging well. Penn State, Penn State's a good W, we'll, but do we really know how good we'll, Penn State we'll, really they, is? They got another challenge this weekend, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Michigan. Know, if you if you're gonna put that much on strength of schedule, Alabama should be ahead of Oregon. Sure, I think there's arguments. I think there's arguments for everything, but then that means Texas has to be in front of Oregon because Bama can't jump Texas. Yeah, I think you can. I don't think you know, so. They got because that of, because of the time of year it happened. Sure, but that's a whole nother element yeah. that's really not in the factor. I right. mean, to me, head to head matchup outweighs and the time in which the W. Our happened. loss was to a one loss Texas team. Yeah. Texas's loss is to a two loss Oklahoma team. 
There's talk right now that if Texas Which wins I, I, out I, I, and we win know. out and we upset Georgia in the SEC championship, can Alabama possibly jump Texas to get into the playoffs? I think the they playoffs? have to. A I mean, one-loss SEC team has got to be a lock. And we're right on the cusp of the 12-team playoff. This is the year that I think we're going to have the big chaos in the top four. It just seems like it's headed that way because of all these one-loss teams that are just bunching up. Yeah, but you still got teams that got to play each other, and I think it'll still play out on the field. It's just, you know. I mean, Washington, I, I don't see Washington going through unscathed, but that puts them at a one-loss. Either Michigan or uh, Michigan or Ohio is going to have one Somebody's loss, one of those lose. two. Um, so Texas may lose again to Oklahoma. Well, yeah. I mean, Texas Texas has been they've been on the cusp of a loss before yeah, they, too. So they, they they need Ewers back. I think Bama Bama. I think personally, I think Bama needs Texas to lose because I don't think we we would jump down. I think, I think a, a win over Georgia would trump a loss in week two. That's just my personal opinion. I think it should. Yeah. I'm agreeing with that. I, I think it would. I'm looking at you right here. Look, I'm, looking at, <laughs> I'm agreeing with that. But but I don't know that the committee is going to agree with that. We'll have to see. And I could see this year, I could see Bama getting left out. You know, if all those scenarios. Which we've, we've, we've mentioned that. Play if, out. If certain scenarios play out. But Absolutely. I, could, I could promise you this, in a 12-team playoff right now, nobody wants to see them crimson and white. Now, like I said, the Georgia fans, they don't want to see us in the SEC championship. I don't think they do either. They act like they do. The ones I talked to just flat out said oh, they did. Okay. Well, the ones I talked to are really, really loud anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think they want to see us for sure. Defense is playing really good football. Yeah, so everybody held serve in, except for Oklahoma. They were the only top ten team that lost, so they're they're eliminated. It's a pretty cool year we got going, though, honestly, if you think about it. I mean, how many times can you look back that all power, all five power conferences have, have a player, have a team that's in the mix mm-hmm. to get in the playoffs? Right now, every conference has a representative capable of getting into the playoffs and I don't think we've ever had that ever we've always only had two SEC teams yeah every year that were almost guaranteed in mm-hmm. and now you have five power fives yeah. that you know Washington and Texas are are helping that cause Florida State you know looking strong in that Oregon ACC. with a chance I mean an outside chance yeah I don't think Oregon's that good to, to be honest not not top four. Yeah. Not top four, but still. That's all that's all I have, man. The only other thing I had down here was uh tennis, you co- want to talk tennis? Co- college basketball tipped off. Oh yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I watched I I watched a couple couple little segments of games the other night. That Grant Nelson. That transfer? Oh yeah, he's, he he, he looked legit. Saw, I saw the dunk. He looked. Oh, he had he had threes, <laughs> dunks, blocks. He did a little bit of everything. He he can play. That man is six foot ten, I think, or eleven. Six foot ten. He can play all five positions on the yeah. court. Yeah, he looks. He's gonna be fun. I I think. And that freshman from here in North Carolina, from Fayetteville, North Carolina, I believe. Uh, Jaron Stevenson. Mm. He looks kind of like Noah Clowney. Hmm. 
I, did, I, just, he, I haven't seen Bama play. I just saw the highlights. He's, he's better than Noah Clowney. Eh, that's, that don't mean yeah. much. I don't well, I mean, Noah Clowney was a first-round draft pick. I know, but, I mean, he, did, he didn't put up first-round numbers, but he is first-round talent. But, but I get that. Talent and numbers. This, this kid is supposed to be a senior in high school. Oh, he he's, reclassified. He's the one that reclassified. Yeah, he was. He right. was ranked. He was the North Carolina player of the uh, Gatorade player of the year, number one power forward in in 2024, and I think number five overall or something like that. He was a top five for 2024, but he reclassified, and mm-hmm. now he's playing at Bama. What's his height? He's six eleven. Six. Wow. We yeah. got some. We got some length. We got some yeah. length again. Yeah. And some athleticism. That's yep. good. That's all. Yeah, that's good. They looked good in that first game. Of course, it was Moorhead State, you know. Sure. Phil Simms, alma mater. <laughs> Always about the Giants. Hey, you know. The G-Man. I thought you were wearing Kentucky. I thought he was wearing Kentucky. No, nah, I, I had to show my boy Danny Dimes one, one last, because this might be the last time I get to wear this T-shirt. Might have to retire it. Danny Dimes. But, uh, yeah, it uh, – that was like a fifteen, fourteen, ninety-nine dollar waist, wasn't it? Danny Dimes. What made you buy a Danny Dimes shirt? You. Anyway? Oh, that's right. Because last last season Danny you Nichols. called him Danny Nichols all season, and then, <laughs> then he put it on his Vikings. Karma's a bitch. He got lucky. <laughs> Had a Vikings suck in the playoffs. We all know that. All right. Well, that's a, that's another little piece of trivia. Did you know that? That they suck in the playoffs? Yeah, I knew that. Uh, yeah, no, the longest running <laughs> franchise without a championship. Who is it? I mean, I gave it away, obviously. Uh, let's see, the Vikings? Who was it? <laughs> without a championship? Yeah. Well, let's see who just recently won one. It wouldn't have been the Rams. Professional championship. Oh. Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. <laughs> So I See, curse you, Texas Rangers. See, I curse you because now, now my beloved Vikings. Minnesota Vikings are See that? You, bums you, of professional sports. You tricked sports. me by throwing in. Skull. But we're bums, man. We are bums. It's been I a rough. No, you got, I got no you got Super Bowls, man. We got we no Super Bowl, man. But we're, it's like we, had, we, we win a Super Bowl and then we suck for 10 years. No, I would Super rather Bowl. win a Super Bowl and then suck for as long as we've sucked. We've been bums, man. We're 0-4 in the Super Bowl and haven't been in a Super Bowl since the 70s, dude. I was a, like a, what was I, seven years old the last time the Vikings were in the Super Bowl? It's now crazy. Probably weren't even that old. Crazy man, it sucks to be a Vikings fan, but man, them purple jerseys are beautiful. And the game in, in Minneapolis, the purples in the stadium is pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap this up and then we'll uh, reset everything and, and do our rate that shit. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. What up, everybody? Bourbon buzzed and balling. Time to rate that shit. Working on that buzz. Absolutely. Had a good convo tonight. A lot of good football talk. A little rambling. A little... We were all over... Well... We were all over the place. I said we were all over the place. I was all over the place. I took us all around the world and back. He couldn't uh, stay focused tonight. But let's hope he can focus on the bourbon tonight. Tell tell these fine people what we got. All right. We're going to focus on this Four Roses small batch. And this is obviously from the Four Roses Distillery, which is in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. 
Now, the retail on this is about $35, so it's not an expensive bourbon, and it's not a high proof. It's just 90 proof. It is aged for six to seven years. Now, your aroma is supposed to be rich fruits with hints of sweet oak and caramel. And then your palate is supposed to be red berries and dried spices. Your finish is supposed to be long and smooth with the, your fruits and vanillas. Let me put our rating system up there. Yeah, so... Got, got, <laughs> yeah. Too big of a swallow? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, our rating system, one through four. One, brown bag. We don't recommend you buy it. Um, two, we call that on the rocks. Nope, excuse me, mixer. Sorry. <laughs> I've had a little too much bourbon tonight, maybe, already. Two's a mixer. Uh, maybe may your stock bourbon that you your daily drinker. Um, three. On the rocks, getting a little bit better. Might be high in proof you want to dilute. And last but not, not least, four, neat. We like ours in a Glen Cairn. We like to just sip on it. That's the tried and true way. Yep. What you think? I got to tell you, on the aroma, I mean, I don't really, what's a rich fruit anyway? Can you explain that to me? What's a rich, is it I cherry, mean, an expensive I actually, fruit? Or? I actually think their descriptions are pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty spot on. I mean, I was, you get the red berries and the dried spices. Yep, you get the sweet oak. I get the sweet oak, and I get some caramel um, on the on the palate up front. I got the uh, I got the red berry. Mm -hmm. You know, I got the stra you know, not strawberry, but like raspberry flavor on the back end. Definitely got some vanilla. Mm. And you know, with these small batch, it, it's it's limited to right. four barrels for that batch. And Four Roses used to be considered a top shelf bourbon, and it, but it's kind of been knocked down. Uh, you know, now it's more in line with your your Woodfords or your Makers. You know, those thirty to forty dollar bourbons that aren't quite you know drawing the the big bucks that some of the other bourbons are. You know what sucks about this one is that it's a small batch, and so its repeatability, you know, right. finding, yeah, it's, it, it, finding it's going to be hard because I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, for 35 bucks, that's a damn good bourbon. Right. Now, if this yeah, was... Hit me, hit me up with it, some more. If this was in the 60 to $80 range, I probably would rate it a two because I don't feel like it, it it definitely is not very complex i mean it's no. like boom boom done yeah. uh flavors but but honestly all of the flavors that you talk yeah about, exactly you, you get all you those definitely it's flavors. well described it, it just there's not a lot of you know some of those bourbons that we did over the past few shows we could still taste that yeah. licorice or you know that flavored note even while we were talking describing it we still were yeah. tasting that with this, you don't really get that. This, this I would, I would say it's comparable to a Larceny, an Elijah Craig, a Maker's Mark, a Woodford, maybe a, just a notch below a Woodford. No, I don't know, man. This small batch is a notch above it to me. This one's got, mm. this one's got a really good flavor to me. It's a really good bourbon. Um, I don't know what to rate it though. A little bit light on the color. Especially for a six to seven year. Yeah, like I said, because of it being just a $35 bourbon, I'm going to give it a three. 
if it was I, st- I think a three is a good score yeah well you don't know i mean three and you know, we only go one to four so right? it's just uh, the second it's like a <laughs> thanks, b thanks <laughs> it's not an a it's like a b um but if it was more if it was 70 dollars, i would have knocked it down to a two i don't i think it's good value you know we've been sipping on this buffalo trace all night which is the same price as as this four roses and which one would you prefer? Oh, BT all day long. Exactly. So, all day long. and I, I mean, probably wouldn't give a. I probably wouldn't give Buffalo Trace a four. No, I don't think you. I don't think you could. So that's I mean. why. That's why I say I. I'm almost between a two and a three, but I am going to give it a three because there's no legs to it at all. So like, and that kind of goes yeah. in line with with it doesn't like there. It's not coating your mouth. The flavors don't linger. But damn, for a thirty-five dollar bourbon, yeah, you can't. This is this is definitely. I, I recommend buying, you know, four roses small batch all day long. I mean, this is this is clearly in line with a daily drinker. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this definitely would make a good. Uh, well, that's why old I put fashion. Yeah, thing. that's why I put it. Yeah, it would yeah. make a real good old fashioned. It would with those spices. Yeah, add a good. little bitters to it. Yeah, yeah thirty-five bucks. <clears throat> you know, it's affordable. That would that it's, would it's gettable. For us, it's gettable. That would make a. I'm glad you said that because that would make a damn good open. We might have to do that for the game Saturday. Yeah, I think also, uh, you know, this would be good in our barrels. You know, to age it a little bit more and add some, you know, more complexity to the profile. Mm-hmm. Now it's a good bourbon, man. I, I, I'm, I'm pleased with it. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three. Like I yeah, said, I'm, I think I'm gonna roll with a three. Too. Real good value. You know, especially if 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 you're the type of person that doesn't like to spend. More than forty bucks on a bottle of bourbon. Yeah, oh yeah. You definitely, definitely need this. Sure. Yeah, I got a couple friends that keep asking me, "What's what can I get under 50? And I've been pointing them towards like Cooper's Craft. Yeah, Cooper's Craft, Woodford, Woodford. This, yeah, of course, Elijah BT. Craig, when yeah, you find, yeah, all day long when you find BT. Yeah. But, but definitely this one now will be on on that list as well because this is this is. Good stuff. Yeah, like I said, I put this right there with the, I, I grouped this with your Larceny, your Elijah Craig, your Woodford, your Makers, your Cooper's Craft, mm-hmm. right there in that good, solid, thirty to forty dollar bourbons uh, that that you'll enjoy. Go buy it. But now we must leave you because <laughs> we want to go watch Bryce Young. That's right. Come on, Bryce. Go Panthers. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>